where where is uh i think you've answered this question for him before but where is wagga wagga somewhere in new south wales i don't know exactly but uh like the east southeast of australia okay because that's the sister city to where i live got a big sign that i drive past every day (laughs) (laughs) so funny (laughs) so we actually have a, a street called wagga wagga drive oh really mm-hmm. you should tag that street sign mm-hmm. uh, with the unofficial motto or slogan for wagga wagga which is uh wagga wagga so good they named it twice <laughs> yeah maybe i'll put a post-it note on the sign that says that yeah exactly <laughs> and then you can be the only person that laughs because only I get it. Oh, I think it's gettable. No, I am just exceedingly clever. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm so quick to recognize the decodes in my name. So, did you see the comment by Burger Gaming on the uh, Reddit thread for the previous show? Uh, I did, and this is going to undermine my clever comment. Uh, I only kind of get it, I think. So, Burger Gaming said, actually, should we do a bit of a um a recap for anyone who missed last time? Sure. So, you... Um, yeah, you go on. Yeah, I changed my, my usernames, uh, mostly across the internet. I'm not Jellywoot anymore. I'm D3Codes. And that was precipitated by the fact that I didn't like my domain name. Uh, I thought freeman.software was way too long. So I got d3.codes as my new personal website. Um, Anyway, and then in response to me announcing that in the last episode, uh, Burger Gaming said, so you could say David bought himself a TLDR. So a combination of TLD, top-level domain, and too long mm-hmm. didn't read because you didn't read it. Not because it was too long, obviously, but an excellent mashup, uh, I thought. Okay. Okay. I get which, it. Which part were you missing? Well, so I was, I was interpreting it the opposite way because I've been complaining about Freeman Software being too long. So I thought he was saying that I, I bought D3.codes because Freeman.software was too long, so didn't read it. Oh. It works on so many levels. It, I mean, it could be. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were going for my way, though. <laughs> my interpretation of it. Okay. We'll just say these are all facets that they were considering when writing this excellent joke on the subreddit. Yes, yes, yes. Well considered. <laughs> the, uh, the level of listener that we attract to the show. Exceptionally educated. They put more thought into it than I did. <laughs> so it will sound like mm. it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, um, only the highest class people frequent our subreddit. I thought it was pronounced frequent in that context. I frequent. I've the never heard anyone pool. pronounce it that way. I've never heard that. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's definitely frequent here. Yeah, okay. Maybe it's a, a British American thing. 
Right. Well, I thought we could put a request for reviews out there. That's how you pronounce uh, that word, right? Request. <laughs> yeah, we, we pronounce it request. <laughs> it's way better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I saw this note in in the in the show notes, but what specifically are you wanting to request? Well. In the uh, Apple Podcast directory or in the app, you can review a podcast. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't think we have put out a request to review since, like, maybe one of the first, very first episodes we ever did many, many years ago. Uh, And -hmm. we do have a number of nice reviews in there, which is nice. But uh, it does help a podcast's uh, ranking in the directory to have more reviews, so... I thought uh, if anyone is feels like they've got uh, 30 seconds just to jump into the Apple Podcasts app, regardless of what you're actually using to listen to the show, uh, and just, you know, definitely add five stars in there. Or four. I mean, four or five, just to keep it realistic. <laughs> I I am amazed that that you thought to add that comment in the show notes when you did because it was that that same day I was uh I actually was checking on our show reviews uh in the Apple Podcast app and was was just thinking to myself man we we don't have very many reviews but not any recent reviews at all and maybe we should incorporate it into our show I don't know how I don't know how to do it without the corny like remember to like comment and subscribe at the end of the episode. <laughs> uh, uh, but but it was it was literally that same day and then you put request for reviews in the show notes. Um was was there something specific that that led you to consider that 113 episodes down the road or did you just happen to cross it like I did? <laughs> We must just be on the same wavelength. But I'd actually had this in my mind for probably six weeks leading up to this and I just consistently forgot to write it down and then the show come <laughs> and we hadn't done it. So, I thought I'll just, I just have to. It popped up into my mind again. I just have to add it to the show notes and uh, I guess maybe, okay. I don't know. Maybe it, there was a bit of ESPN. ESPN? <laughs> <laughs> That's a quote. What is that a quote from? Mean Girls. Ah, uh, never seen it. Ah, uh, you should. You'll get a lot of quotes if you watch that movie. <laughs> I I can't walk you down the, the train of thought that got me to that same conclusion uh, earlier in the week. I finally got around uh, to, I guess, reviving our social presence a bit. There was a really good app that I used for years uh, to make like our YouTube thumbnails and uh, the, the quote tweets. I try to put out a couple for every episode or I did in the past. Uh, and I had this really good design app on my iPad that I'd been using to make those. And it got delisted from the app store. And 
I, I don't know, I restored an iPad or something at some point, and so I wasn't able to get the app anymore. And as a result, I kind of stopped posting on, on Twitter, and I stopped making our YouTube thumbnails, uh, because I kept telling myself, I gotta find a new, a new better app to do this with. Uh, and I finally got around to it. I found an app, and it's on the Mac now, so I, I can do it all mm. from my computer and start to switch to my iPad. It's just Canva, which is like, the the go-to media social media post whatever making app it seems like at least mm, i see ads yeah. for it all the time mm-hmm. anyway an australian app i should add oh is it really mm-hmm. yeah it's very expensive if you want to pay for it uh, oh. i'm using the free ish version where i can pay for the assets i'm using but not the subscription fee because mm-hmm. um, i don't remember the amount but it was like a hundred some dollars a year, um, which is probably fair Ooh. for people who use it more than I do. Anyway, point is, since we're um, begging for reviews now, also <laughs> check check out our Twitter, twitter.com forward slash blue bubble pod, where you'll see updates on when our shows are posted. And I'm back to doing quote tweets, which is like, I highlight a few of my favorite moments from the latest episode. Excellent. And I do like to read your highlights. And uh, <laughs> also subscribe to uh, the subreddit, Blue Bubble Pod. Right. And if you like consuming your podcasts in, in video form, we have a YouTube channel too. You can just search <laughs> us, Blue Bubble Pod on YouTube. The, the whole like listening to podcasts on YouTube thing doesn't really make sense to me. Uh, but I did see a clarification from someone at one point that the auto generated captions on YouTube help for people who are hard of hearing. So oh, if you are, so... that's an option. Okay. Because I've always thought, eh, is it worthwhile putting it on YouTube? But now you have uh, given me a reason that it is worthwhile. Right. So, I mean, we we maybe get one or two clicks per episode on those, but it's not really that much work, so I'll, I will continue to do it. Mm-hmm. Excellent. All right, anything else we need to plug? Uh, what else do we have? Um, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Well, I... I've I've played around with things like SoundClouds and Instagram accounts, but I've have given up on those, so don't follow those. <laughs> That's fine. I don't think we really need anything else. Give us a yeah. star in Overcast. There you go. Ooh, here's a thought. Well, just rate us in whatever Apple Podcast app is is native to you, I suppose. But I realized that our ratings are not like show specific they're like region specific so if you go to like apple podcasts.com.au forward slash our podcast you'll see different reviews than the u.s that's right ah so i actually don't know what our u.s based reviews are huh interesting i'm there was a site that i used once which aggregated all the directory reviews in one place Mm -hmm. um you know, maybe we're getting tons of reviews out of uh, the UK <laughs> that we don't know about. I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, we should oh, check that. Maybe that. 
Oh, here's another thing. For the time being, our podcasts are still hosted by Anchor, which means you can send us voice messages. That's We've right. We've gotten some yeah. good ones over the years. They're few mm-hmm. and far between, uh, but we're happy to play and respond to those if we receive them. Yeah. I did do a little bit of casual research about changing from Anchor. Nothing really jumped out as a good option, but uh, I am still keen to get um, chapter-specific artwork and or chapters just at all <laughs> into the mm-hmm. podcast again, like the early days, uh, which we lost with Anchor. Um, yeah. I can't believe something so uh, basic isn't included in Anchor. That's really surprising to me. I believe it's because they used to at least dynamically insert ads and it was difficult to support um, chapters and dynamic ad insertion at the same time. In fact, I don't know any podcast that can do that, that has done mm. that, none that I listen to at least. But even if we don't insert ads ourselves, which we haven't done in a long time, even then, they won't let you do chapters, huh? You know what? I haven't tried. I'll be perfectly honest. I have not tried. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should. Maybe I will. I'll put a. I'll put one chapter right in the middle of this show, and I'll upload it with yeah, without touching the ad buttons at all, and uh, we'll see what happens. Okay. Maybe that'll solve all our problems. Maybe. Short. Short of. All the money we used to earn from our ads. It was enough for a nice giveaway one time at least. Yeah. Yeah, we, we pumped that money back into the community, right? Well, back to one person. Uh, Yeah, Basement Works, right? Oh, yeah. Did, username did they get it? Seems familiar. I don't know. That uh, I think they've won something at some point over the years. That specked out Mac Pro that we gave away that one time. Yeah, and I just happened to win that drawing. That was incredible. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. What a <laughs> <laughs> We do need to figure out something to do for our five year anniversary that's coming up in a couple months. Five year anniversary. Incredible. Okay. That was not on my radar yet. What's the anniversary January. date? Do you have it handy? Uh, the specific day? Not at the top of my head, but. It- our first episode was published very early January, so you know, basically our first episode of January will line up with it. Mm, all right. Start putting some coins in a jar and maybe we can buy something for somebody. There you go. The new Apple VR headset will be out by then. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so yeah, that's what that's what you guys say is you got to start following our Twitter account now and subscribing to us on the subreddit and leaving reviews because we'll be considering all of that for whatever we do for our five-year anniversary. Yes. In fact, an entry to the competition comes in the form of a five-star review or four-star review. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've we've done the, the comments on the subreddit and the, and the retweets before, and now we're just going straight to reviews. Yep. And next year, you got to send us money to enter. <laughs> I think that's illegal. <laughs> anyway. We'll have a no purchase necessary convoluted website they can fill out if they need to. Okay. Is money a purchase? <laughs> if you're just sending us like cold hard cash, I don't think that 
constitutes a purchase, does it? There, that's like buying a raffle ticket, right? That's a thing. Uh, that that is a purchase. Okay, I was thinking like, uh, yeah, you know, they had to, yeah, whatever. I I have an iPad Air in my hands since we last spoke. And okay, first off, before we talk about anything else about it, do yeah. you have a silver iPad or a gold iPad? Oh, good question. Um, it's really hard to say. It's, if you look at it, if it's reflecting a tungsten light or a warm light, it's very, it's quite gold. But if it's reflecting daylight, I would say it was silver. Okay. And is that a, a color you're satisfied with? Or is it really yeah. purity of all white devices for you? <laughs> Look, it's in the folio case nearly all the time, so I never even see the color. I, I take it out <laughs> uh, every okay, now and again just to admire it. <laughs> it's not <laughs> as nice a feeling as taking my white iPhone out of the case and observing the pure whiteness of it. It's not as good as that, but mm. it's pretty good. So, aside from the color, how are you finding it? Um, all right. Well, it's really good. Um a few things that are, I guess, new to me uh, is having Touch ID back in the lock, or not back, but in the lock button, or having Touch ID on an iPad is quite mm-hmm. unusual. But I really like it. I think I've I've said before how much I was. I'm kind of on the fence about Touch ID versus Face ID uh, in, in various devices that I've owned in the past and switching back and forth between them um but now that i've had a a modern ipad with both i think i kind of like touch id more because yeah the the thing i don't like about face id is like if the ipad's in your lap or if it's in a certain position on the desk or if it's just flat on a surface then to use face id you have to like do that weird like peer over the iPad just to get your face in the right spot (laughs) or you have to pick up the iPad to your face. So you have to manipulate the iPad to get Face ID to work. Mm -hmm. But Touch ID, it doesn't matter where it is. You just reach and gently place your finger and it authenticates you. It's really nice. Okay. uh, The only downside is that now I have um, two devices with you know, featureless fronts and they have different authentication methods. So am I ever going to stop swiping up on the iPad to try and unlock it? No, I don't think I'll ever <laughs> remember that uh, it doesn't have Face ID. Maybe after a few months, but uh, yeah. Uh, well, I can tell you that that's not the case for me. I still you have learned? my iPad mini and mm-hmm. my iPad Pro and it works both directions. Half the time I go to my iPad mini and swipe up and think it's going to unlock. And the other half the time I go to my iPad Pro and rest my finger on the lock button thinking oh, it's going to no. unlock. <laughs> so it never goes away. Uh, not for me, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, that's a shame. I will say with the iPad Pro with the, the magic keyboard that kind of makes it more like a laptop... Uh, I know I never really had the situation where it's resting on something, so it it always unlocks for me. Uh, so in that case, I like it. But I could see where my iPad Mini um, 
it could be in more situations where face ID wouldn't work quite as well. Mm, yeah. Well, speaking of having it in the keyboard case, how about the volume buttons switching around based on orientation? This is driving me spare. It is... Uh, I cannot really? believe it. I mean, I can believe that they made this change, but it is so frustrating. Well, I'm fairly sure on the last uh, 11-inch iPad Pro I had that the volume buttons didn't switch around. But... Right. Yeah. Sometime recently, I'm not sure when they've made this change. It, it might have been when they added the volume, the on-screen volume slider, because when you've got the iPad in landscape, the volume slider is now like at the volume buttons on screen. So, of course, it doesn't make sense if you're pressing the leftmost button and then the slider is moving to the right. I can see the logic in that. But does my brain disconnect this button is volume up and this button is volume down? No, it, it can't disconnect that. Maybe after a few months, but currently I'm just, it's just hit or miss. Like the one that's up when it's in portrait mode, it's just always up for me. Interesting. I, I don't have that issue at all. I think the, the, the new dynamic volume buttons or whatever you want to call them is, is very intuitive. Uh, but I didn't realize they implemented that on the iPad Air as well. Because on the Mini, they did it because they moved the volume buttons to the top of the device. Right. But on the Air, they're still staying in the same spot. So I could see where them being in the same location as always, you'd just be used to them behaving a certain way. And there is another downside. If the screen is off and the iPad is flat on a surface, there is literally no way to tell which one is up and which one is down because it just depends like what orientation is the iPad in. Something I hadn't really thought about before is that the iPad's constantly monitoring its rotation, its orientation, even when the screen's off because you know as soon as you unlock it, it has to be in the right orientation. But mm-hmm. if your screen's off and you just like place the iPad on a desk... I guess whichever, like if the long edge hits the desk first, then it's probably in landscape and vice versa. But then if the screen's not on, for you to tell what just happened, then and you want to adjust the volume, well, it's just like a 50-50 guess. There's no way of knowing. Well, you can't turn it off if you really don't like it. Excuse me? Uh, Yeah. I can't tell you off the top of my head how to do it, but I know that that's an option. To stop the volume buttons from switching? Yeah. I'm trying to Google it quickly now, but I know it exists. Teach me your ways, master. (laughs) What's in? Maybe the sounds? You you go to the settings and then sounds... And then at the yeah. bottom of sounds, there's a toggle yeah. that says fixed position volume controls. I don't have that. It's not there. What? I got keyboard clicks and lock sound. They're my only bottom two things. Oh, yeah. There's supposed to be one below that. Are you on the beta? I'm on the beta. Maybe they removed it? I don't know. Which iPad is this on that you're checking? I'm reading an article, 9 to 5 uh, Mac. Okay. Hmm. 
It says this is specifically in 15.4, though. Um, If they implemented this originally on an iPad that had the previous style of volume controls, then maybe they had to do this toggle. But, you know, if if this iPad Air 5th Gen never had that option to begin with, then it's possible that they're not going to add it. You know how they do that sort of thing? Uh, yeah. This is specifically in reference to the iPad Mini, though. Oh, and, it, and that it always didn't have it. those controls. Yeah. yeah. It was something people complained about, and they added the toggle in later. That's why I remember it existing. Mm. I guess it's time to chuck a feedback in, then. <laughs> you just need to get used to it, James. It's really nice. You cannot get used to that second problem that I said because... Okay, you need to stop setting your devices face down on surfaces. It's like you're It's not face down. Screens. No, it's not face down. It's just on its back without the screen being on oh, okay. or with the folio closed. So, what are, you, what are you doing? Are you like playing music from your iPad in this situation? Yeah, sure. Music, podcasts, whatever. Hmm. It's... I guess that maybe that's a situation specifically I don't I don't really do. Mm. I just ask, have my HomePods play. Yep. Uh, speaking of uh, audio from the iPad, the speakers are really good. Uh, Yasmin and I were watching nice. the new Top Gun movie, uh, Top Gun Maverick, on the just on the mm-hmm. iPad through the internal speakers. Um and they did one of those like jump cuts between scenes, and uh, you know, as they do, like you can like change change a, an aspect of the movie to make it more obviously a jump. Like could change the brightness or could change the volume. In this case, they did like a quiet to loud scene change, and we both actually got like a little jump scare from this change, <laughs> just from the iPad speakers. It was incredible. Wow, and these are just like the the two stereo speakers in the iPad Air, right? Yeah, I haven't looked it up, but I mean, it's got four grills, so might it have four speakers? It might. Gotta look up the spec sheet now. So, what are you using your iPad Air for? Movies? Everything. Music? Everything. Yeah? Well, kind of everything. Is it a laptop replacement for you? Look, we're getting to that. We're getting there. Mm. Okay. There's more. Okay. Yeah. Um, but first, I've got two other things I want to mention. Uh, so, center stage, mm-hmm. I've never had before. So, that's with the front camera. It's ultra wide and you're in a, a FaceTime call and it's like automatically cropping to the number of people that's in the call. Um, mm-hmm. I, I want to add this specifically because Yasmin said, like, oh, this is a game changer because she's always FaceTiming her parents, you know, multiple times a week. And the kids are jumping in and out of the call as they do. They're never just there. Um, uh, yeah, she is blown away by it. She's very happy with uh, the center stage. And she's not going to be... Uh, I think she's going to be stealing this iPad from me when she wants to do FaceTime calls. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good. Uh, a real-time follow-up on this. The iPad Air does only have two speakers. Okay, cool. Well, they're good. They're adequate. Um, USB speed is something I'm having problems with still. I haven't got to the bottom of this yet, but 
I assumed that I'd be just plugging in my USB-C camera into the USB-C iPad with a, you know, a USB 3.1 cable or whatever the fast cable is called uh, and getting good transfer speeds. But I've, I haven't experienced that yet just yet. Um, I wasn't too upset because my long-term plan was to get the USB-C SD card reader uh, and that has been ordered and is due in a couple of days. Uh, so hopefully that'll solve my transfer speeds. But one of the reasons for buying this iPad was to quickly uh, get photos of the camera and into Lightroom. Uh, but so far it's been a, a little bit of a frustrating experience. I'm not sure why the speed is so bad though because both both my cameras are USB 3. The iPad's USB 3 as well. Uh, and C to C's, as long as you've got the right cable, should be pretty straightforward. Interesting. Yeah, so this would be a situation where, you know, the iPad Air's port is slower, but it's slower than the Pro's to have Thunderbolt, and I don't think the Thunderbolt would be a benefit to you in this situation. Are you sure no, it's USB think... 3, mm. or is it a USB 2.0 port? Uh, 100% sure. It's USB three 99% sure <laughs> yep usb 3.1 gen 2 yeah okay actually i think the, now you mentioned the cable i had might have been 3.1 with no gen so perhaps that's a limiting factor but anyway the the sd card reader's on its way so i don't know really hoping that fixes any transfer speed issues i've got yeah up to 10 gigabits per second so there should be, should be, there should be lightning fast photo transfers. <laughs> Pardon that's, the pun. That's Thunderbolt 1 speeds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway. Do you have any yeah. other accessories for your iPad? Like the, did you get a pencil or anything? No, no. I am settling in with what I've got first. I wasn't even absolutely convinced i would keep the ipad when i bought it i thought eh, there is a chance i will return it and get a laptop instead but after trying oh, okay. stage manager i'm pretty Ooh. convinced that it's okay tell me more has taken a huge leap towards being a, a laptop replacement you're um, the first person i've heard say that <laughs> yeah, yeah that's what you said to me <laughs> <laughs> i think well, there are a couple of aspects of Stage Manager, right? And I think I'm only talking about a very specific one. So, you can just have the iPad standalone and use Stage Manager. And it's just like the windowing thing on the iPad. Now, I I turned that on once and I was like, this is pointless. And I turned it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the next aspects of Stage Manager are kind of tied together, which is external monitor support and multi-window on the external monitor Mm -hmm. and it's specifically the external monitor support that i think that i found incredible and it was like a complete game changer for the ipad so the previous ipad just mirror the screen and you just have the same thing on the ipad and on the external monitor but now it's like a little laptop you can have one window on the ipad and a completely different window on the monitor and then you've got you can have multiple windows side by side and 
because you've got an external monitor, you've got plenty of space for both of them. You've got all your like your app switcher down the left, which is really handy just to quickly switch between apps. You've got your dock with the app library, which is a really quick way to get to any app on the iPad. Mm-hmm. It's It felt so much like using a laptop that I just did my entire day's work on the very first day that I tried this on the iPad with Stage Manager. It was that effective. I, I could never have done wow. that with a previous iPad without Stage Manager. Because slide over and split view just don't cut it. You just don't have enough on the screen. Like there's not enough real estate, even with an external monitor, to get anything done. Um, and Stage Manager solves it. Well, I think maybe your differentiating factor, um, at least in the in the threads I've read on on Twitter, uh, for the most part, is uh, is the external monitor. A lot of people are complaining about stage manager in general as an iPad feature, but I haven't heard many people talk about actually plugging it into a monitor and using it that way. Yeah, I think that might be on the right track. I I can't see the point of it on a on the iPad by itself. I think I also tend to be try to keep it tasks to like a a single tasking mode when I'm using just the iPad as well. This is my mindset when I'm using it. Mm-hmm. It's like a single task device. I, I don't think since I've had the iPad for the last week that I've used slide over or split view even once. Really? I definitely have situations where I find slide over or split view useful or even the ultimate multitasking of a picture-in-picture window and split view and a slide over. Um, But I've never found myself wanting for any more than that. I guess as far as being on the device, that level of multitasking is is already more than I need in my day-to-day. But I will say for quick things like glancing at social media or something, that's my, that's slide over is my number one thing. Uh, Like if I'm in chorus rehearsal and I've got my sheet music up, and the director has stopped to work with a different section. I just swipe over from the side and there's my Twitter feed and I'm scrolling on Twitter while I wait for it to come back to me. Mm, yeah. Okay. And I can. I th- yeah, I would use, I, if there's something I'm doing and I need to do something else, the first thing I'm doing is nearly always watching something. So I prefer to go to picture in picture and then just access mm-hmm. the app. In full screen. Right. Yeah. My usage for my iPads, well, it's definitely changed over the years um, because all of my time in university, I was begging for features like this. Like I want, I want the iPad to be more like a computer because I want my, my iPad to be my single computing device I carry around. I already had it for textbooks and for note taking. Um, but like specifically all the programming courses I was in, I was like, let me... Let me do all this on the iPad. Uh, but now that I am out of university and I have my, I just grew up, I guess. I have a computer for my computing things and iPads are just consumption devices now. Uh, and I, I don't find myself hankering for more options to do my work on an iPad. Yeah, maybe I'm in a honeymoon phase with it still. And I don't think I could ever get rid of my computer 
because it still does things mm-hmm. that an iPad can't do. Um, likewise, I couldn't get rid of my phone because it's more portable, but it still really feels like the iPad could be someone's only, could be my only computer with these other devices like in the background doing certain very specific tasks that I don't need to, to uh, you know, have at my fingertips on a daily basis. You know, like, for example, the the phone has to receive text messages to be able to forward it to the iPad because iPad literally can't do that. Or the computer has mm-hmm. to, you know, download TV shows because the iPad can't do that. But both of those things can exist on the periphery and the iPad is like the primary device. I definitely see the appeal of something as light and portable as an iPad being able to be your primary device still. I think I think in my case, I just the reality of my work is that it'll never be able to be done on an iPad, especially because it's all Windows based. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big hurdle to to get across. <laughs> I mean, you could just VNC to a Windows computer from your iPad. Uh, there's actually like Microsoft's remote desktop app for iPad is not bad. Uh, and that was one of the solutions I tried for a while years ago. Um, but it's just not worth it. I'd just rather carry a laptop. Why, why have a reduced experience like that just Mm. to say you can carry the iPad around? Yeah. Yeah. True. Um, so having said all of that, am I using the iPad Mm -hmm. as my main computer at the moment? No, I'm not, unfortunately, because, um, Unlike what all the other people say about Stage Manager, which is, hey, it's stable, but it just doesn't work how you'd expect. My my experience is the complete opposite. It crashes all the time doing even the most basic tasks. Like you've got your main window in the middle and then you've got your like four recent windows on the left. I cannot even interact with those recent windows on the left because it just respring's the iPad. It's that buggy. So... It is, unfortunately, fairly unusable uh, for day-to-day stuff uh, unless you really watch what you're moving around and watch what you're clicking on. Um, oh, on top of that, though, there are a lot of apps which, if you launch them in Stage Manager, they don't even work in mm-hmm. non-Stage Manager mode until you force quit them and open them again. So I think the size classes are messing with apps and that might be fixed once these apps can release their their builds that are built against uh, iOS 16. I'm sure they will. Uh, in fact, I jumped on uh, Microsoft Teams is one of the exceptionally buggy apps and I jumped on the Insider for Teams and that fixed most of the problems there. Um, but uh-huh. I guess stay tuned for whenever 16.1 RC is out or the public release is out. Yeah, like a month and a half to two months until we're going to see that. Yeah, I think, yeah. It may even take until iOS 17 for this to be truly usable for someone who's not willing to... A year of refining it? Yeah, yeah, it might. I saw, and I I did not save it, like just before hopping on this call, there was a tweet that they're already working on like a new version 2 of Stage Manager planned for iOS 17. Mm -hmm. It would be surprising Uh, because there are a lot of fundamentals in the current one that are very broken right why would they put focus on 17 they've they've already realized that 
the current existing implementation of stage manager is not going to work long term. So they 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 got a whole rewrite of it in the works. It would not be out of the ordinary for them to completely change the iPad multitasking paradigm between <laughs> versions. They seem to like to do that. Look, every year, every year. But as long <laughs> as they keep external monitor support, which there's no reason to get rid of it, then I'm, I'm happy to use right. whatever they've got. I I will say I found myself liking Stage Manager quite a bit. I don't have it on any iPads, but I still have it just turned on all the time on my Mac. Mm. And uh, something about it is it's very intuitive for me. It, it, it solves a lot of the cleaning up and rearranging windows problems. It still does a couple weird things. Like if, if I drag a file from one finder window to the other and I get the little progress bar that pops up, It'll pop up as like the primary window and shove everything else off to the side. <laughs> and then once it's done loading, it'll pull back up my other windows. All right. Um, so they need to like, I don't know, like those little pop-up windows, they need to make those not force everything away. Um, but yeah, I really like uh, Stage Manager on the Mac. So I'm anxious to get to try on the iPad someday whenever I get one that has support for it. I yeah I don't have the beta on my Mac because it doesn't support it but there has been work to get uh, Ventura running on old Macs so mm-hmm. I may go ahead with that and give it out give a give Stage Manager a, a try on the Mac but uh, yet to be seen I've been considering going down that route as well I've seen well I guess my iMac I'm recording on right now doesn't support it I'm really not worried about this staying up to date though. It's just my audio recording computer. Uh, but my my 2010 Mac Pro that I built out a couple of years ago, apparently people are able to get Ventura running on that too. So maybe I'll try nice. that for fun. Nice. So it's it's very much just a NAS for me now. It sits downstairs with six terabytes of hard drives in it, and I just copy all my files onto it. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah. That's where computers are heading, man. That's the future. Network attached storage. That's it. These big desktop things are just going to be storage sitting in a basement. Right. I mean, that's basically what it is now. Everything's on that computer downstairs and I can just, if I need a file, I I can get into it. You know, I don't know what it's called. The finder through the finder on my laptop and I can grab that file off the desktop it's it's pretty convenient what i what i do wish is the files app on the ipad would have the same like here's your network devices list that the mac gets so i could just as easily hop into my mac pro from ipad os as well i mean it doesn't have the list there but you can pretty easily connect to the network devices yeah but it doesn't persist like I'll, I'll connect to it. It does for some indeterminate amount of time. I don't understand why, but I, I'll, t- I'll go through the effort of, of getting that connection established and it'll be there for like a week and then it's not in the f- files app anymore. Can you add it to a favorite or something like that? Um, maybe. It's not something I've messed with for a little bit. So maybe I need to give it another go. Hmm. My network sh- uh, access on the iPad is pretty much limited to... 
uh, in other apps, not in the files app itself. Mm. Mm. My my actually go to thing that I did on my from my like iPhone or iPad was I've got an arcade cabinet set up with a Raspberry Pi in it uh, to emulate different consoles. And the way that I get ROMs for different games on there is is I uh, c- connect to it over the network and transfer files on. And I've always did that through the files app, but I always had to repair and it was so frustrating. Mm, yeah, can imagine. What is first ever app user in the topics? Oh, okay. So this is not a big topic, but I had for the very first time ever someone walk up to me and say, I use your app. My uh, what? Pitch pipe for the Apple Watch. Ah, yeah. And, and how did they know it was you? So this is an incredible small world situation. Um, it is actually a guy that I sing with uh, in my chorus. He was out having drinks with our director who knows about my app. Um, and he was telling our director about this app that he has on his Apple watch that he uses when he's practicing singing. And he's like, Oh, actually David made that app. <laughs> okay. So, he so came up to me in the next rehearsal, he's like, I use your app. So he found it just by himself. He wasn't recommended by you right. or the director. Uh, Okay, so right. that is awesome. Yeah. He said it was, the, I don't know what he searched, but he said it was the number one thing on the App Store when he looked for it. So, yeah, made me feel good. Yeah, I bet. And it renewed my realization that I need to get it updated for the newest version of watchOS because they did some stupid things with the new version of watchOS and made like the... I don't know what you call them, the title bars or whatever, mm-hmm. the headers on the different the different views. They made them way bigger, and it, it messed up the views on all the screens. So I need to go uh, in and okay. tweak, the, tweak all that, and I haven't messed with it yet. Maybe you should but. wait until uh, the next watch comes out, yeah, Apple Watch Pro, because there might be even more work to do then. Yeah, you you might be right. Man, I do not know what to think about that watch. Well, shall we put our tokens where our mouths are and play the Apple event prediction <laughs> game? All right. I haven't looked at it yet. Well, that suits me just That's... fine because I actually did homework on it to try and actually win one of these damn things. Did you really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. right. We'll see how this goes. Uh, I want to be transparent. I did my homework. But what, also, what does that mean? Like you read rumors and stuff? Yeah, I went back and went through the rumors for the year. And then for some of the questions, I looked at previous patterns that happened. And some things were of fairly certain. But then there are still a couple of questions in here that could definitely go either way based on um, previous patterns and rumors. So, yeah, my research hasn't guaranteed so, me anything. But yeah, if, maybe it'll. If we go at through least, all this, it'll draw me level. Yeah, go on. If we go through all this, you with your preparation and me with deliberately not even looking at the questions because I've 
wanted to go into it blind and and i still win at the end what do i get uh, you get bragging uh, rights as always <laughs> purely just bragging rights <laughs> all right so do you want to take turns alternating through these questions yeah sure okay uh let's see if they same order so my question number one is will the apple watch series 8 have temperature sensing capabilities is that mm-hmm. yours as well that is okay. indeed my top one okay and and my answer to this one is yes all right we'll uh, have to take fact, turns I'm, giving answers so that we can't just go off each other exactly okay yep Good. uh but we do get to do like the amount of unicorn tokens we want to bet so maybe we mm-hmm. that'll also be a factor in this my confidence level in this is is fairly high so the options are 10 30 or 100 uh i'm gonna give it 100 on this actually um it's not gonna be full like thermometer on your wrist sensing capabilities but it's be like you'll get an alert if you have a fever that's what i'm expecting all right yep well just to keep it quick i'm uh, in the exact same boat and i also plan to give that 100 tokens because rumors are fairly certain on that one uh, okay. Will we see a 10th gen base model iPad? Now, this is one that could go either way because we have had iPads released before iPhones at previous iPhone events, but mm-hmm. rumors suggest it will be released in the October event. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, a bit of a 50-50, but I'm going to swing with, no, the iPads are coming later in the year. Not that we say that, of course. Uh, and because I'm lacking confidence, I'm going to give it 10 unicorns. Oh, wow. Okay. I did a 100 unicorn no on that. Oh, okay. Before you, before you revealed, so there wouldn't be any influence there. How many... Wait, how do the unicorns work again? Do we have a, an amount of unicorns? Uh, we have a set amount, but I think they're going to be different because I earned more in the last round than you did, assuming that oh. it's a total you carry with you. I don't know. I, it doesn't tell me how many unicorns I have left, right? I might need to be more conservative moving forward. Wait, why wouldn't you just bet anywhere. 100 on everything? Because yeah, you just don't have that many unicorns. Because you lose more if you if you bet with a higher confidence. So, because if you bet 10 tokens and it's wrong, you only lose 10. But if you bet 100, you lose 100. I see. I see. Okay. Hmm. All, All right. right. This one's very uh, subjective. Will there be any memorable Craig moments? Um, so, this is tricky because Craig's time to shine is usually WWDC, and I think it is a little bit more flip of a coin whether or not we'll see him in a September event. Uh, some things that I think about, like maybe last year or the year before, like the only time we saw Craig in the whole event was the camera panned past him in one shot, and he was like just in Apple Park. Uh, so does that count as a memorable, memorable Craig moment? I don't know. Um yeah, if that's a no, then I think it is very 
Uh, also something to consider this year though, is, uh, this is an in-person event for the first time in a few years. Uh, and we don't know what that means if they're going to be presenting on stage or if it's going to be more like WWDC where they get everyone in the auditorium and just play the video for them live. Um, but if there is more on stage demos, uh, Craig is the guy that usually does that. So for that reason, I'm going to say yes, but it's going to be a very unsure 10 unicorn. Yes. Well, I suspect the in-person event, it will just be WWDC-esque. So it'll just be a video on a screen and then a couple of peripheral things happening. Um, mm-hmm. so the keynote itself is just going to be a video and like in 2021, 2020, I, uh, I scanned through the videos for both those years quickly and I didn't see Craig make any appearances. Now I did scan through quite quickly, so I missed any like pans across him or anything like that, but I'm fairly Uh sure that Craig is not going to make an appearance and definitely not a memorable one. So I'm going with no, you really did do your research for this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> look i have to win something and <laughs> i'm i i mean he could ha- he could make a wild card appearance so i'm a little bit scared about betting 100 it's definitely mm-hmm. you know, a, possi- a, a possibility so i think i'll go with 30 okay pulling ahead a little bit there if you're right that's two answers I've made, which are against the majority as well. Oh, I haven't been looking at what the majority votes are. The majority has been uh, yes for temperature sensing, yes for the base model iPad release, and yes for Craig making a memorable appearance. Really? People think the base model iPad's coming. I think that's a mistake. Okay. All right. Uh, next one. Will... Will the Apple Silicon Mac Pro be unveiled? Rumors suggest that the Mac Pro will have its uh, own event. Well, not its own event, but not in this event, but rather in the October event. So I'm uh, fairly certain that's just going to be a no on that one. Um, I feel like I'm hedging always, just betting 30 tokens. So I'm going to go 100. Uh, yeah, I did the same thing. That was 100 unicorn No, for me, um, rumors are not. That's such a big product. It deserves its own keynote. uh, Or if nothing else, the iPhone deserves not to have its spotlight stolen by something that important. Um, So I don't think there's any way that's going to happen. All right. Which chip will the iPhone 14 have, not the Pro? The A15 or the A16? Now, going off of past trends, all signs point to it having the A16. Uh, but rumors, of course, have, have been telling us that it's going to be getting the A15 for the last few months. I'm not a fan of the degree that the rumors are specifying that the 14 and 14 Pro are going to be differentiated this year between screens and cameras and processors it seems like they're gonna be two completely different phones um but i have not heard anything that makes me think 
that that differentiation is not going to happen, but I'm not happy about it. So I'm going to say it's getting the A15, uh, but I'm going to just do 30 unicorns on the A15. I'm also going with the A15, um, but I think that we have to to, to uh, kind of specify uh, that the A15 is the like the technology or the the process we saw in the A15 because. It may not be called the A15. They may even call it like the A16 something, like some something that uh, oh, that denotes it's it's different. Um, so by by choosing A15, I'm saying it's the last year's process. Um, mm-hmm. It may also be the A15X, like X being not an X, but some name as well, some modifier. That's what I'm guessing. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna guess then since we're being a little bit more specific on this one than the past ones, I think if it gets A15, they're either not gonna mention the processor at all, and it is gonna be specced as the A15 on their website still. Uh, or if it gets a call out, they're gonna say it gets the improved performance of the iPhone 13 Pros. A15 processor because I'm assuming it's going to get with the full GPU core count that the iPhone 13 didn't. And so they'll upsell it that way if they mention that's, it at all. That's a good idea. Yep. I can get on board with that. So, and my only point of reference on that is iPhone 5C. They didn't do anything funny with the processor name on that. They just straight out said, no, this is the A6 or whatever it was that it had. <laughs> that's going back a long way <laughs> for a point of reference. It's the only other, only other point of reference we have where they released a phone with the previous year's processor. Oh, this one's mine. Uh, will the Apple TV mm-hmm. 7th Gen be revealed? I'm really unsure about this one because there were some fairly light rumors that we were getting a new Apple TV this year with the A14. But the rumors were alongside things... Uh, such as being updated to support the new gaming features in tvOS 16. Well, unless you count <laughs> Switch controller support as a new gaming feature that really didn't get any gaming features in tvOS 16. Um, unless so, they're hiding it for the hardware announcement and they're going to reveal it all then. Oh, uh, yeah. Interesting thought. But Apple doesn't really like Apple TV. <laughs> it's just a hobby so, like they always say it's still just a hobby so yeah I, I'm going with a low confidence no just putting 10 tokens on that mm. this is tricky because like you said there were rumors about a gaming Apple TV earlier in the year and then even more recently within the last month I'd say there was some regulatory filings for, or maybe it wasn't a regulatory filing. Maybe it was something in the operating system. People saw an identifier for a new Apple TV remote, like a new generation. Um, So I think it's, it's a given that there's an Apple TV in development. Um, We don't know for sure how far along it is, but if they were to announce it this year and we say that's definitely going to happen, 
this event would be more likely than the October-November event alongside Max Silicon. Unless they did two events, they had an October event with iPads and the Apple TV, and then a November event with the Mac Pro and M2 MacBook Pros. Man, I'm torn on this. So it's raining events now. But the, they've done three events in the fall for the last couple of years, it seems. It wouldn't be out of the question. I don't want to just copy you and do a low confidence no. So as much as I don't think it's going to happen, I'm going to do a 10 unicorn yes to be different. Mm, okay. Because if there's if there's one coming this fall, I think this could be the event they announce it at, but I'm not convinced we're getting one this year at all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Will there be an iPhone 14 Max? Uh, so the larger size base model iPhone, yes. And I'm going to put 100 on yes. That's I think that's given. You really don't see how many yeah. tokens you have? I see a count, my, my inventory account every time I bet. It says you have 260 tokens. Mm-hmm. You can see that number two? Yeah, on the uh, on the betting screen, I suppose, yeah. I've got uh, 650 oh, okay. tournament tokens left. Okay, so maybe we do have the same amount. All right. What's, what's your big, what's your bet on this one? I think the writing's on the wall for the the, the max size non-pro phone, so 100 on that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, likewise for the next one, will there be an iPhone 14 mini? Uh, no, 100 tokens on no. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, I think it's very likely they'll keep the 13 mini around to fill that niche for a while. Um, but yeah, writing's on the wall, like you said. All right. So this next one's more interesting. Will Apple finally unveil the AirPods Pro 2? Again, if they're going to announce it, this would be the event to do it. And I really hope they do because I'm quite interested in upgrading. And if they don't announce an update to it next week, I don't know what I'll do. I don't know how long I should keep waiting for an upgrade or if I should just buy the pros. There hasn't been a ton of rumors, at least nothing definitive around AirPods Pro. There's been lots of mentions about they're in development, but those rumors have been going on for years and they've flip-flopped on things like they're going to have a stem, they won't have a stem. Um, So there's been nothing definitive, but I think the timing is right. It's been almost a couple years since the original pros were announced. Uh, And this would be the event to do it. iPhone and iPhone accessories. If we only got iPhone, Apple Watch, AirPods Pro, like that would be the lineup that I would expect. So I'm going to say yes, but not a fully confident yes. I'm going to put a 30 unicorn yes on getting new pros. Hmm. Well, the only AirPods to feature in an iPhone keynote before were the very first AirPods. Actually... Was that the iPhone keynote or just some other keynote? I'm not it too was sure. announced alongside the iPhone 7. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And since then, I think it's been all press releases, even for new products. That is... Yeah. They have been press releases. Even the AirPods Max got press releases. But on the other hand, I kind of just want to play it safe and bet what you did now. I think I've... Uh, <laughs> differentiated myself enough and <laughs> I don't want to take any more gambles. 
So I'm going to go, what was yours again? Wow. 30 on yes. It was 100 no. 30 on yes it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now it's not even a, a game of who's guessing the best. It's just going to be you're, you're playing the game now. <laughs> Whose strategy was the best? If that's what it takes to finally win one of these, I'm willing to go. I, I'm willing to do anything. I think your logic was was very sound, though. You're right that they haven't announced AirPods alongside a device, you know, ever since the original. You're just trying to flip me now. <laughs> it's too late now. You can't change your bet. Oh yes. Oh uh, no, that's right. If you change it, you have to actually spend real money to do it. Remember? Oh, do you really? Yeah. Change your prediction. Let me see. Oh yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. You want me to pay six dollars a month? Yeah. Uh, we're not going to monetize that this game, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Next one's yours. And will Apple show off the rumored Apple Watch Pro? Well, rumors have been coming fairly steadily for quite a long time about this upcoming Pro or rugged Apple Watch. Uh, and mm-hmm. the man himself, Mark Gurman, is quite confident that we'll see it uh, at the iPhone event. So I'm going to go yes, and I'm going to chuck 100 tokens behind my man, Mark Gurman. So what do we want to... I I guess it's not up to us. The mods or whatever can decide whether or not these predictions happen. But if Apple unveils a bigger-sized Apple Watch that is more rugged, but they call it something other than Apple Watch Pro. Does that still count? Yeah, like you said, it's up to the mods, but I think they'll probably take anything that's a more expensive Apple Watch and they're not going to make a cheaper Mm -hmm. one. So, yeah, I think this rugged version will be more expensive and deserve the Pro moniker, even if that's not the official name. Okay, well, regardless of what I think, I have to match your bet because we're playing this uh, game now this he's way playing now. the game <laughs> i think it's very likely though um like you said there's been a lot of rumors to this effect um so i'm i'm fairly confident that's going to happen here's my question to you about the apple watch pro um i guess this is not even a question for you because i don't think you're very you're considering an upgrade too strongly at the moment but how much is too much for the apple watch pro like if this is a thousand dollar wristwatch it'd be hard it'd be hard for me to even justify spending spending money on on that device well but at the same time if it's the hmm. only way i can get the redesign and i otherwise have to get a series 8 that looks identical to the series 7 that looks identical to the 6 to the 5 to the 4 you know that differentiation We'll go some distance in in drawing money out of my wallet. Well, looking at like high-end sports watches, maybe not even high-end, but like the most expensive Garmin watch you can get, it's in the mid, it's like between one and 2,000, probably in both currencies, goes towards more towards 1,000 and Australian dollars more towards $2,000. 
So I think they mm. could easily get away with charging that amount for the watch. It seems like the watch would have to be more than the rumors are saying to justify that price. Because what I've heard is the screens can be a little bigger, the batteries can be bigger, and the cases can be more rugged. Right. And if that's all you're getting for the pro price, that's not the, you know, dive tracker or whatever that's built into those high end Garmin watches that are very specialty and niche. So I don't know about just a tougher Apple watch that lasts, you know, a full two days or something, if that's worth the same amount as those Garmin watches. But every year they just, they do just do like spec on spec increases normally in don't have Mm -hmm. too many new features so if all it is is a tougher shell and considerably longer battery life which results in a a bigger watch and a bigger screen maybe that's all they need maybe they can also add in a like a more accurate gps and then that becomes a selling feature like oh gps down to the nearest whatever and then don't forget that the rumor of a, a satellite-connected <laughs> device from Apple has been doing the rounds oh, again right. this year. So what if it means that you could get lost outside of cell coverage during doing your extreme sport with your extreme Apple Watch, uh, and it means you can still uh, send SOS, um, device, uh, location updates, uh, all that sort of stuff. All right. Yeah, that could potentially be the differentiating factor if that Pro one had the satellite connectivity that the phones are supposed to get. Um, I'm almost scared because what if what if it is you know whatever price I end up deeming justifiable at the time the keynote happens? Um, I'm I'm worried about buying that watch and and the bigger size just be being completely unwieldy on my wrist. Like I, I feel like the the current size I'm wearing now is, is about the biggest I'd want my watch to be. Um, unless the flat edges really help make up the difference, um, I don't know. Could be a, could be a big gamble to spend that much money and then get a watch that I don't like. Uh, maybe it's a case of like, uh, you know, when the the Apple Pencil comes out and you you want it because you think you're an artist, and then the apple watch extreme comes out and you want it because you're suddenly like an enduro runner or something (laughs) (laughs) i'm not fooling myself uh, like that no maybe it prompts you into like a a total hobby change and suddenly you're you know out in the sticks every weekend oh okay so you're trying to to sell it as an experience this could be a lifestyle change yeah this isn't a product okay this is a lifestyle and right (laughs) any weight any weight is tolerable for a lifestyle. Okay, here's my deal breaker. If if it doesn't work with the old bands, then I think I'd have to immediately write it off. Uh, it, there's no way it will. It's got to have ultra durable bands. Oh, man. What if it has really nice looking bands and I have to buy it just because I want those newer bands? <laughs> Ugh, I'm dreading this. We'll see. If if I if I buy into this lifestyle, be prepared for like constant fitness challenges. <laughs> okay, we'll see if you can even send fitness challenges from a Series Eight Pro to a Series Three. Maybe they'll just stop talking to each other. 
Right. We only talk to the other pro watches. Yeah. Yeah. It's elitist. Uh, one other thing about this keynote rumors in the last day or so about the, uh, the new, I don't know what to call it. The notch on the iPhone 14 pros sounding like there's going to be a software bridge between the pill and hole cutout shape. It's going to be like one long black pill, the whole length of the phone. Have you seen this? Yeah, I have. It seems uh, likely. I don't see why you wouldn't. Right, yeah. I think it gives a cleaner look overall. It, it confirms to me, unfortunately, that we're not going to get the the iPhone wallpapers that spell out iPhone with the notch being the I, <laughs> unfortunately. Maybe with the jailbreak. Um, <laughs> yeah, there you go. But I really like, uh, especially along with these rumors, is that the camera and microphone active indicators are going to be in that space between those two cutouts. I think that's a great spot for them mm-hmm. front and center, right alongside the camera, just like it is on the max. Um, and that's what really sold it for me is that they're going to do something with that space. It makes a lot of sense. You know, Apple's like a privacy and security first, uh, focus company and the current location of those indicators is easy to miss. So to have some like purposefully black screen to chuck them in will make them, you know, mm-hmm. center stage just to use stage and center in another context. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm excited. Only a few more days to go. And what phone will you be purchasing? Uh, well, I, I'll have to wait and see what exactly gets announced. Uh, but I expect the 14 pro unless there's some big differentiating feature in the pro max again this year. And I feel compelled to upgrade. I'm not sure what I'm going to do. There's a chance I'll buy a uh, 14 pro. It seems silly to buy a 14 non pro when you could probably get the Mm -hmm. 13 pro, which will be maybe a similar phone (laughs) um, for, for much cheaper. So yeah. 14 Pro seems reasonable um, if this happens at all. Well, I, I would, Previously, I think I said I would consider a Max, but now that I have an iPad, I don't really feel the need for a Max phone anymore. So, yeah, if I was to buy something, I think the 14 Pro regular. Yeah. You just got to do it. Get the tax right off. Or the tax, uh, I don't know, what is it called? Tax break? Uh yeah scheme i think it's called a tourist refund scheme (laughs) to try and discourage locals from using it no but unfortunately i first i think i'm possibly at my cap for spend already Uh, and secondly if i did get a phone it would be on a plan which i haven't done for a while so i wouldn't have a um, an outright purchase price invoice to provide them um oh okay like the monthly installments through a carrier yeah, yep. Don't have that cash to burn after this iPad purchase. Fair enough. Wait, you know what? By any means, upgrade your iPhone. By any means. I actually thought <laughs> I was going to be forced to. You might have seen me chuck in the notes during the week, is my iPhone finally dying? Because for about seven days, for some unknown reason, the cellular speeds dropped to like... 2g speeds which i I don't think it's possible for it to be 2g because i think that network's turned off 
but mm-hmm. I, you know, I put the SIM card out of the phone and put it in the iPad and it wasn't the SIM card or my service because iPad was fine with that SIM card in it. Um, but in the phone itself, it was just unusable on on cellular. Um, still showed 4G in the status bar though, but just couldn't hit anything. Interesting. And it just resolved yeah. itself after a while? Yeah, it just resolved itself. Huh. Yeah, I even it sounds thought, like it's time to upgrade. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. I thought it might even be because it's on iOS 16 beta, so DFU'd back to 15 or still the same. Then I did a DFU up to 16, like a different beta, still the same. I don't know. Yeah. Time for an upgrade. It's probably... I mean, if I just had to guess, it sounds like it's more of a hardware issue. Like maybe there's a flaky connection with one of the antennas or something. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I have had like five screens and two batteries in this phone. So decent chance that something inside there's been nudged out of original position. So I've got a question for you about my iPhone. Hmm. Um, I'm, I'm debating on what to do with it now. Um, in the past, I've usually gone the route of trying to sell it through Facebook Marketplace or Reddit Hardware Swap. Um, last year, I gave up on that and just went the, the route of uh, selling it straight to Gazelle, which is a just a hardware buying company that you know undercuts quite a bit. I think, um, but I don't know what to do this year. If I should if I should give the classifieds another try or just take the seven hundred dollars that Gazelle's gonna give me and clean my hands of the issue. Hmm. What will you get from the classifieds? Like what's the difference between Gazelle and that? Um I I haven't looked specifically to see what a thirteen pro is is worth uh these days, but I it's safe to assume I'd get a few hundred dollars more. Mm. Assuming it works out well and I don't, you know, get ripped off by someone offering to buy my phone through Reddit or whatever. Yeah, well, say it's like a $200 difference. You'll probably spend at least an hour doing like the listing and preparing it and dealing with all these people that don't show up. So is your time worth, That's fair. you know, $200 for an hour? I mean, I wish it was. I'd be making a lot more money if that was the case. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the biggest thing is is my my risk tolerance is not what it used to be, and I will I will much more gladly take take the seven hundred dollars that Gazelle's going to offer me versus you know send it to someone who does a charge back through PayPal or something. Mm. Like cash only when it comes to classifieds. Uh, I don't. I guess I could do local classifieds. I usually do a hardware swap through Reddit. Um. But yeah, I could do something local too. But then I got to make the drive, probably to to Kansas City because that's where most people are going to be. So that's an an hour there and back. So that's two hours on the road outside of my other work to get the listing put up. And there you go. Is your time worth a hundred an hour? Yeah. <laughs> all right i think you convinced me i'm just gonna i can even start the process with a gazelle now and have them 
mail me the box to ship my phone back in and yeah right. as long as apple doesn't do something like say the phones will be available for purchase in november uh it's unlikely right yeah for sure all right well i am james vdm on reddit and twitter and I'm Jellywoot on Reddit and D3Codes on Twitter. And you can find the show notes at reddit.com slash r slash bluebubblepod. And please like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> uh, so outside of my phone, I have a more interesting question to ask, actually. Uh, which is, what should I do with my watch uh, when I upgrade? Should I mail it to you again, or <laughs> um, what I was what I was actually considering for this year is maybe I should save this Series Five watch and activate it as like a a child device, um, not to give to my daughter for her to wear all the time as like a toy, but as a replacement for those those times I stick an air tag on her for like when we're on vacation or traveling or whatever i can put the watch on her and then i get more precise location tracking and i have the ability to call her if i want well i wouldn't say no to you mailing to me of course but uh, if you are going to use it for <laughs> her wouldn't that mean you had to have a cellular plan on that watch as well uh yeah but activating a cellular plan is five dollars a month on the watch so it's not that big of a deal either way. Mm. And you can just add and remove as you see fit as well. It doesn't have to be there all the time, does it? Right. Yeah. I'm sure that would be the case. So I don't know. The problem is it's, it's the bigger watch and I don't have any confidence that it would fit well on a six, seven year old's wrist. No, probably not. So it might might be worth, if I'm going to go that route, looking into like an SE or something for her. Mm. You need at least an SE to do, to do family setup on the watch, don't you? The Series 3 can't do it. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It's almost too nice of a watch to, to use just for that. Like for just a kid watch, I'd get, I'd get an aluminum one and a cheap one, but I've already got this one. So I don't know. That's that's my big question as well. You remember the last time I put my watch on Hannah's for five minutes and he scratched the screen to smithereens. I haven't made that mistake <laughs> again, but that can easily happen. She's a couple years older than you, Hannah's, so hopefully she wouldn't do that. Yeah, she's still a child, though. <laughs> How about this? I'll keep her off of boats. <laughs> and away <laughs> from the hardware store. Right. Yeah, I don't know. A tough decision. Definitely more useful than an air, uh, air tag. Right. But I need a to, lot of. Yeah. I need to put it on her wrist, I think, and just see how it fits. Because if there's not even a good way to keep it on without it falling off, then that answers my question. Maybe the uh, uh, necklace route. Oh, 
Yeah, does the the tracking and calling stuff still work? If it's yeah, if so it's you, locked, you or is there a gun that keeps it unlocked? You go into the watch app and you can turn off wrist detection. So it actually adds a lock icon into the control center of the watch, so you can lock it and unlock it manually instead of having oh um, yeah the wrist detection. Okay, well that changes everything. Maybe I'll have to look into other ways to attach an Apple Watch. Hmm. The fob. She loves her necklaces. The uh, pocket watch, the uh, the chain to the belt yeah. loop, like kids used to do in the thousands. Right. <laughs> Having the on her wrist might, might even make her a... obvious. Sorry. So the necklace might be too obvious if someone wanted to like snatch it. But it's under her top, right? Oh, I suppose it could be. Yeah. It doesn't have to be hanging out in the open like that. It looks like they actually make Apple Watch bands designed for kids as well. So maybe I need to play with some of those. See if mm. that solves my problem. Might need a smaller watch though. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I'll have to play with it. Definitely be more reassuring than an AirTag, though. Waiting for their, like, minute-to-minute pings instead of having a constant thing going on. Right, yeah. It's got the whole GPS in it. And even better than, you know, being able to see where she is is being able to just call her at any minute if she wanders off too far. Mm-hmm. So it seems like the way to go. I didn't realize you were still on a Series 5. You really uh, restrained yourself the past few years, haven't you? I have had incredible restraint. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, uh, I don't know. I mean, I remember the Series 6, I bought and canceled the order, and I might have even done the same thing with a 7. Just, it was too small of an update year over year. Mm, time, though. I think the body temperature body temperature sensing will be handy to give you like a, a pre-warning that you might be getting sick. Yeah. Yeah, I'll get the body temperature. I'll get the blood oxygen sensor. I'll get, even if I don't get the pro, it'll be a bigger screen than I currently have now. So there's there's lots to gain in this upgrade now that I've waited a few years. On the ATP podcast, Marco, I think, was saying even going from the 7 to the 6 and the bigger screen on the 7 was actually noticeably nicer despite the the very small percentage increase in screen size it got. Okay. Yeah, I, I've been fortunate not to have seen or played with a Series 7 in person because maybe that would have swayed me. But in my head, they've been so close that it wasn't worth the upgrade. <laughs> 